<laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let me see here. All right, we are we are live on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get the comments here. Um, thank you guys for joining in. Appreciate it. Um, you guys, have any questions? Go ahead and ask. Uh, we are we are talking about. Um, uh, We're talking about our podcast. Our podcast. We got a podcast going on. So that's pretty awesome. We we are getting ready for that. That should be done uh, hopefully this week. And we're going to start doing our podcasting. We're going to go live on YouTube as we are podcasting and getting that taken care of, teaching people all about the solar panel uh, industry business and pressure washing business with Mark here at uh, AM Pressure Washing, me myself at uh, SoCal Solar Panel Cleaning, and we are going to be, uh, you know, doing our thing, teaching people about this business, whether you should get into it, whether you should not get into it. So we're, we're real excited about that. So any of you have any questions while we are here? Feel free to ask. Don't hesitate. And, um, you know, we are just starting out our podcast, as a matter of fact, and getting that taken care of. So, we, like I said, we should have that done in um, a couple of days. Well, we got pretty much everything set up. I've got some banners that are being made. They probably won't be ready, I think you said, until Friday. So, we'll have the banners put up in the background so you can see all of our information. Uh, we might even put the uh, access codes on the banners if anybody still needs it. Uh, for future reference, we'll have that in there. We'll do all kinds of stuff. So, uh, kind of excited about it. How often do you plan on doing the podcast? Uh, we're gonna do the podcast probably uh, twice a week. Twice a week is we're gonna we're gonna get on that, and it'll be about an hour. Uh, podcast. We'll be talking about several things uh, from how we started up, you know, and then to, you know, how to get into the business, uh, how to, you know, acquire commercial accounts, residential, uh, and, you know, competition. There's just a lot of topics that we're going to be covering. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to try to get in, uh, have people call us uh, live so we can uh, answer some of these questions. Uh, so we, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to do this. And we'll, we'll spice it up. It won't always be just sitting right here. We might go out and set up in my shop. And if there's something going on, you know, one day, well, we can go over that. Um, I just did a video today on surface cleaners. So, you know, we could actually, you know, have that type of topic going on. And then while we're doing it, you know, if, you know, if we're working on a piece of equipment or something like that, you guys can always chime in and ask questions, you know, go over something or you guys can even bring us topics say hey next podcast how about you guys you know going over this and then we can get it set up and uh have everything ready to you know prepare to go over it with you i got a question yeah you bet yeah so uh something i've noticed is um henry does not use soap and i think it's mark right yep yeah. Yeah. So I I just noticed like the significant is there a significant difference? Is there a reason why one one of you guys do and one don't? And then I also noticed when you gave me a quote uh, yesterday, I believe, 
um, it had that in there. So I don't know if it was like something I really, really needed because I'm looking at Henry and he doesn't use it. So can you guys guide me on that? Go ahead. You want to start? All right. I have been using soap from the get go. All right. Solar panels have like an electrical charge to them. They get a lot of stuff on the panels. So it could be tree sap, it could be residue, it could be bird urine, bird feces, whatever. The brush and water cleans the topical, cleans that stuff off, but it's just like your car. When you wash your car, you wash your car with soap. When you wash yourself, you wash yourself with soap. I put soap on my panels. To me, it just gives them a better clean. It's easier to clean them. And they, to me, that they, they gives them more of a shine and really makes them pop. Uh, that's just my preference. A lot of people that are out there doing solar panel farms that are doing large accounts, they don't do uh, soap. They just run the DI water. Me personally, I rather run, and it's not like I'm lathering them up and putting a lot of soap on there. Jennifer was out, you know, we went out to Jennifer's job and we put it on zero tip. I'm just putting a few lines on there. And then I'm using a brush to clean them. And it just cleans them better. And a lot of people saying, oh, you're going to damage the panels. You're going to avoid the warranty. It's tempered glass. All of the liners and filaments are underneath the temp tempered glass. You're not damaging the top of them. Oh, there's, there's a, a protective coating on there. It's tempered glass, people. The protective is underneath it and everything. You're not going to damage the panels. So we're trying to educate people because you have so many people out there telling people the wrong things. And I'm not going to look like a dumbass and go out there and do something or say something and make myself look like a clown. A lot of people like to you know, run their mouth on social media and talk a big game, but they don't know what they're talking about. They don't do the research, but they want to sound like they're so knowledgeable and everything. We don't do that. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody kind of does their own thing. You know, some people use water-fed poles. Some people use rotating brushes, what have you. The reason why I don't do it is just because I have a C1000 rotating brush that I use, and I use Mark's uh, uh, brush also, uh, the J Racingstein brush. And for me, uh, I, I'm quick, I'm fast. So I'm cleaning the, the, the panels pretty quick, especially if I have a lot of them. And I just feel like soap, if I put soap on them, it just, uh, with that brush, it's just gonna agitate it and it's kind of harder to get off because the C1000 uh, water flow uh, is, it comes out, uh, doesn't come out like the Racenstein brush. The Racenstein brush, the water comes out and goes all towards the middle. But if you use the C1000, it's just little squirts here and there that are going straight. And for me, it's just a lot more work. And I've, I've never done it from the beginning. I don't do it now. Uh, so everybody has their own opinion on it. Um, you know, as far as using that uh, soap or not using soap, it's totally up to you. Um, there are some good points to it to where if you're using the soap, what have you, and you have, uh, you know, stuff on it, for example, you have um, uh, pollen or something that you want to get out, well, the soap's going to help with that. Um, as far as the brush and the brush alone, uh, the J race time brush has the thicker bristles on it. So it tends to clean a little deeper, so to speak. So um, I like that brush just because it, it really gets down and dirty. So if you have paint on there, 
uh, and you're using the racist time brush, it will really get it out uh, pretty smoothly. So everybody has their own opinion on that. And it's always going to be a debate, especially in this industry. What's up, Jennifer? That J Rayston sign brush, I thought it made a huge difference on picking up the um, the stuff from the trees and the bird poop. And you yeah. just go one time and that was it. It took it right off. For Solatec, I'm having to do it a few passes. Yeah. Uh, and you have the you have the Solatec brush too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, the difference between the Solotech and the J Racing sign, the Solotech has a little bit softer bristle. The J mm -hmm. Racing sign is a little bit stiffer. It's not real, real stiff, but it's a little bit stiffer. And it's got the spiral. So it brings all the dirty water to the center. One way you can push the water away from you and you flip the brush over the other way, it brings the dirty water towards you. So when you're running the soap, as it's cleaning, it's bringing all that dirty water to the center. And then if you're on a roof, you flip it over one way and you can push the water off the end of the panel. If you're on the ground, you flip it the other way and you bring all the dirty water back towards you. So the, little works, the soap works great with the J Racing Stein. With Henry's, Nate just runs straight and he's not throwing out the water like we do and cleaning them. And literally you can pretty much do just one pass on a panel with a J Racing Stein brush. Yeah. And for women and smaller in stature, um, the J Racing <laughs> That was easier to maneuver. It was a little lighter. Yeah. I oh, is the brush head lighter? I yeah. they they tell me it was a three pound difference. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. To kind of put it at an angle too. I mean, it's always difficult for me to put it at an angle, but it felt more manageable uh, from the Solatech. Okay. I enjoyed using that brush. Nice. Yeah, I mean, to each, to it, like I said, to each its own. Everybody has their own opinion, and they use their own thing. And uh, you know, if you were to go out there and use a water-fed pole and using soap, but hey, I mean, you're going to be out there scrubbing, and um, it just depends how quick you are, and you know how fast you are, and uh, you know that's what it's all about. You know, just finding the right thing for you. That's basically what you're trying to do. Guys, for 13 years, I used a bucket, soap, and a window cleaning brush. And that's how I clean panels for 13 years. Yeah, but you're a big country bumpkin guy like us little women. Like, we need a rotate, right, Jen? Like, I'm not going on a roof with well, no water. Right, they didn't have these brushes out back then. And now that I started seeing the Solotex in 1000, and then I started seeing the pros and cons of it, I, that's why I went with Jay Racing Style. And now that I go up there and use that brush, ain't no more of this right here no more. You know, sitting there scrubbing them, then rinsing them off with your wand and scrubbing them, rinsing them. Jay Racing Stein, you go down, up, down, up, and it's just smooth and quick. Right. Yeah, until I got my brush. I love my brush. Everybody's like, you want the 39 or the 32? I want the 32. I like the smaller one. You know, but if I was out there cleaning 5,000, 10, 20,000 panels, then, then I'll get the bigger brush, the 39. But the 32 works perfect for residential and for like uh, my, like my commercial building. Right. Uh, what about what about uh, safety harnesses? Uh, safety harnesses? Um, yeah, I mean. Don't get me started. <laughs> what do you want to know about safety harnesses? 
Man, um, so obviously you won't use them on like a single roof, right? But what about like uh, angled or uh, two story or double roof or whatever? I forgot what you guys term you guys used it. Um, yeah, two story house. Two story house. Yeah, because yeah, because we're in California, so there's like laws that govern everything, right? And um, I don't know if I've ever seen a video with you guys harnessed up or anything, but um, my my curiosity was like, I've seen some videos on anchoring. But is there an easier way, like throw something on there and well, or is it let, let's let's be honest. How many solar panel guys out there are anchoring up on each and every home? Zero. Probably not none of them. You're talking I, about installers or cleaners? No, 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 no. We, installers are totally different because they okay. have to. They're putting, you know, they're up on the roof. And I don't I don't even see installers anchoring up. That's the funny right. thing. I don't see roofers out here doing it. Uh, anchoring off is taking a tile off or taking something off, hammering, and then hooking up or screwing or bolting in and, and hooking up. Uh, and then you go in and with us, we have the Solitech C1000 and we have the Razorstein brush. And before we even, I mean, we, we did 20 panels in two minutes. Um, and by the time that we were finished, heck, you, if you're doing all that, it's, it's, uh, going to be, you're wasting your time. And, um, you got a lot of customers that don't like the idea of you raising up a, uh, tile and screwing it to their roof. Right. They, they, they don't like that. So I've been in, I've, I've been in construction since I was. 13 years old. Every summer when I was out of school, I worked with my stepfather. We built homes. You know, there was no harnesses back then. I'm used to walking on a, a wall doing trusses and nailing them in. No harnesses. So I'm very comfortable with heights. Now, when I'm in a snorkel boom or a scissor lift, That's different. when I'm running a piece of equipment by OSHA, yeah. and you have to be harnessed in. So I wear a harness when I'm in a piece of equipment. If I'm on a commercial building and I'm on you know, doing a five or seven story building, yes, I'm harnessed in. But if I'm going out on a home and it doesn't have a real steep pitch on it, then no, I don't wear no harness. I'm up there, I think I'm gonna get off the roof. But you know, some people some people may be scared of heights. Uh that's something that you're just gonna have to, you know, you know, conquer and get over the fear of the heights and everything. And you get used to it. Once you're up there on the roof after you get acclimated within a few minutes. You're okay. You're, you're, you know what you're doing. You're running around. Yeah. And, but, and, and by, and just, I got to throw this in there because there's somebody that's going to sit there and say, you know, we're giving out bad legal advice or what have you. We're not, we're giving our opinions. Yeah, it's just an opinion. Yeah. And that's it. You yeah. know, um, if you feel like you need to harness up, harness up, you know, there's no need that, uh, you know, we have, I had somebody I had to, to pretty much fire because they took their shoes off in the middle of a job while they were up on the roof. And so that's, that's a, a big, big no, no. And, um, they're itching. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, their shoes were wet and they ended up taking their shoes off and found out about it. And guess what? No longer working for us. So, um, but, uh, most, roofs don't have a real high pitch um, we do anchor off like uh aluminum roofs where you can slip uh we'll anchor off on that we have uh that where we could just uh anchor off 
but that's a couple of screws that go in between the, the weld mm -hmm. pretty much. And we hook up there. Um, but uh, as far as a two-story home, what have you, if you feel unsafe and it's really steep, then you, yeah, you might want to think about that. Yeah. Uh, we carry uh, harnesses all day long. So there's no excuse. If you feel uncomfortable, then probably be the time for you to go out there and put one on. And then when you're doing, when you're, you're doing your letters and everything else, you can use these clamps that will clamp to the facial board. Yeah. That way your letter's not pulling back. If you're up on the second story, you'll do the same thing with that, clamp it in. So that way when you come down, you're like, where about your ladder falling? Then you're going to be like, am I going to get off the roof? You know? So there's little tricks that you do on everything. Um, but to answer you guys' questions, do I wear safety harnesses? Yes, I do. It depends on, you know, what I'm doing. Uh, I mean, the video that you see me with Jennifer, you didn't see that obviously with a harness on. These were just almost flat, flat uh, tar shingle roofs. Uh, if they, were, they weren't clay uh, tile roofs, they were tar shingle, so there's plenty of grip. They're almost flat up and down. They were single level homes. So. Can I say something? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have harnessed in before on some steep roofs, and um, I use, uh, I don't know, it's an attachment that my uncle had made me. I'm almost home. I'll show it to you when I get home. Um, but I drop it into the vent pipe, and I harness to that. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to have that tool, but, I mean, it's nice to yeah. have. It's nice to have. It's right. really easy to use. Yeah, you have that comfort just in case anything does yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. If, if, OSHA, if anybody from OSHA is watching this, I harness every time. <laughs> you go. Uh, 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 me too. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, there's some cases that we did jobs like if you see me at Pepperdine University. When we're cleaning the chapel roof at Pepperdine University up in Malibu, there's nowhere to harness in. And they will not let us anchor into their roof. So off of our snorkel boom, we attached the rope to the snorkel boom, tied into it with the guy harnessed on the roof while he's pressure washing. So we use the snorkel boom to be able to catch him if he wants to slip off the roof. So there's ways that we do things, um, which is whatever you feel comfortable with. Exactly. And then you can also understand if the job requires it or not. If the job requires it, then by all means, you better have that harness on it. Yeah. Uh, for example, next week, I got a bunch of schools that I got to go do, and one of the requirements is us to have our uh, safety harnesses, our hard hats, and, and all that. So, you know, we have to have it, and the, the job is requiring it. it they're, they're real big on safety. So not one of our guys is not going to have one on. We're all going to have them on and uh, be using them. So there are some instances where you have to use them, and we're going to use them. Good question, by the way. That is a good question. It's really hard to be to wear a safety harness when you're do uh, when you're doing bur, uh, bur proofing too. It's not easy when you got you know like it's just not easy. No, a lot so. of them have to get tangled up in that wire. Right. And not not only that. Sometimes you don't need it. You know, if you got a pitch that's like barely going, and yeah, I mean, there's not. Um, you know, it's not going to be something where you know you're going to be falling off the roof. Then, if you're comfortable, then be comfortable. You know, um, uh, let me say, Juan says safety glasses are also good to use. Yes, absolutely. Definitely want to be wearing some safety glasses while you're out there. 
Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, just it's, it's your preference, you know, what you want to do there. But there are some height requirements where OSHA requires six feet. Yeah, to have that. So, yeah, you know. All right. Well, but if you've seen like, uh, let's say Costco last weekend, what were you wearing, Jennifer? Okay, hear you. You're, you had your harness on. She had her harness on. She's on mute right now. Yeah, she's driving. She, she's, driving. she's unmuted. But yeah, if you uh, go back and look at my uh, my post on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, you'll see. I was harnessed in. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's that's the nature of the beast, you know, to make sure that uh, you're safe out there. You want to come home at the end of the day. That's that's uh, that's the thing that you want to do. Yeah. Okay? Uh, no matter if you're a woman or a man or what have you, it's um, you want to come home at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. Any questions? Mary, you got any questions? Not right now. I don't know. Uh, Sergeant Rainbow says, what's going down? Well, what's going down is we're going to be starting our new podcast that's coming up hopefully next week. Will we be podcasting twice a week out here in Lake Elsinore with Mark and myself talking about uh, the solar panel cleaning business and the pressure washing business, how to get into it. And, um, you know, we might have our, our mascot. Oh, as a matter of fact, our mascot is coming down right now. <laughs> so, um, but uh, that's what's going down. We are uh, getting ready for that. And uh, we're going to be on YouTube live as we are doing it. So you guys can ask your questions and uh, talk to us when we are live. And everybody that's watching this now, we're going, like we said, we're going to start doing this twice a week. So if there's something that you got a topic that you might want to see, something that needs to be done, you never know. We may go out and do a video live somewhere at a job and we can do that and go over that. Uh, we're going to try to be very flexible. We're just not going to just sit here on the couches and talk to you. Uh, I want to go out and be hands-on and help people. So if there's something that you need, you can text me, you can call me, email me, same thing with Henry, and let us know ideas that you, you might want to see us do or something. And we can go out there and show you that kind of stuff. What's your uh, phone number again there, Mark? 951-440-4000. putting it in chat right now. For you guys, uh, somebody had a question. Uh, can you tell me again the name of the brush and where I can buy it? Uh, talking about the Racenstein brush. The Jay, Jay Racenstein brush. My number's right there on the screen, guys. I uh, do have them in stock. I've got, I think, I just did an order. Uh, I do have the 39 and the 32 in stock right now, ready, ready for sale. So it nice. comes complete with everything the splash guard, the ball bevel in the bowl. Uh, 39 foot carbon fiber pole and a 50 foot hose on it. There you go. What mark can you ask for? Mark is a man. Mark Jen is, is showing man. you guys her pole that she uses when she um, harnesses off that she puts in the. Oh, you stick it down in the pipe? Oh, that's a nice one. Right on. That is a very nice pole. Yeah. Um, you go, Jennifer. Awesome. And for Mary, when you buy a harness, they have smaller sizes but you have to special order them and i bet you they even have them in pink 
<laughs> my hard hat isn't pink. Well, you know, my wife would want one in pink. Hello, she's prima donna. <laughs> and my husband decorated it with a sticker. And, and my wife and Jennifer were actually running around in the new van that I just got last Friday. Yeah. Like, Louis. Awesome. Oh my God, out of control. Uh, Sergeant Ringo says, Mark, do you carry the dual head brush from Jay Rasenstein? I can get it for you. There you go. That is the twins. We call it the twins, the rotating brush. Uh, and that is a high pressure brush. Uh, it's a great brush to use. What, what, uh, who said that? Uh, Ringo? Ringo, give me a call. You got the number right there. Call me uh, this evening or tomorrow. And let me talk to you the difference between the rotary brush and that dual head brush. Uh, that dual head brush, it's fine. Uh, I just had to work on one. I can go over the pros and cons on it. And also that thing throws a lot of water out. Yeah. You waste a lot of DI water with that brush. I think it, it goes almost double of, of the rotary brush. The rotary brush. Yeah, you're, 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 being, you're being more, that's why I don't stock it because, all right, let me give you guys some 411 about Mark Solid. If I don't stock it and have it on my shelf, it's either I've already done looked into it, I've done held it, I've done used it, and I have my doubts about the equipment. Um, but if I stock it, not only do I stock it on my shelf, I use it. So it's on all of our equipment that we have working on. My guys use it. Uh, I don't like the rotary, the dual head brush. And Jay Rakenstein knows, you know, I'm a distributor for them. So, I give them feedback all the time. If you don't like my feedback, then I'm sorry. You know, it's what you can afford. It's your money. If you like the dual rotating brush, that's all you can afford, then by all means, then you get that brush. And then when you can afford to upgrade to a different brush, then by all means, upgrade. But the pros and cons on that one, it throws out a lot of water. You go through your DI water real quick with that brush. And to me, it's just like scrubbing a panel. You're doing this with it. Yeah. With a, with a rotary brush, you're letting the brush clean no, you just pull it back up, push it back down, let it go back up. The dual head rotary brush, you're not doing that. You're scrubbing. You're doing this right here with that brush. And you're wasting a lot of water. Right. I mean, it just depends how hard you want to work. Uh, you know, Sergeant Ringo, just depends how hard you want to work. Major can out there, same thing. Um, you know, I had the brush. We no longer use it just because we have uh, bigger, better brushes, and that's what we use. Yeah. Uh, I, I cannot tell you the last time I used a water-fed bowl um, because it's just easier uh, to clean 900 panels with a rotating brush than a water-fed bowl. Yep. You know, and um, the more panels you get, uh, you know, the quicker the job you want to get done. So. It's, and it's like with Jennifer, I was talking, I said, look, we cleaned the 14 panels in five to seven minutes. And then the other house, the 22 panels, literally about 10 minutes, we were done cleaning because we had the proper tools to do it. It's not, it's like I try to educate everybody. The longer you're on the job, the more fuel you're running in your pressure washer, the more labor you're spending for you to be there. It's cost effective if you have the proper tools to do it. it you know, the customer's gonna look at you before, during, and after pictures when you're doing the job. They're not gonna think, well, they were only there for 10 minutes. What does my panels look like? Well, yeah. here's your pictures. You can step back and look at your, your route. Log on to the computer, see the increase of your kilowatts. 
that's how we clean them. That's how we show them that we did a good job and everything. Yeah, a lot of people don't know um, about solar panels. They're not educated. So this is what we do. We educate you on the solar panels themselves. Uh, they got to be clean, you know, for the best production out there. Uh, there's people that haven't cleaned their solar panels in years, and they're still producing. Not, for, not producing as much as they should be, but they are still producing. Uh, a lot of them give us a call. This is why we're in business. A lot of them give us a call because they call the solar company saying, hey, I'm not getting the production that I used to get, you know, months ago. Now it, I, I'm paying more for electricity. Mm. Well, they're paying more for electricity because 95% of the time is because your solar panels are dirty and just need to be clean. Now, I'm going to give you a little piece of advice before anybody chimes in is make sure you do not use hard water on your solar panels. That is a huge no-no. Uh, some people will go up there, they'll spray the solar panels and they think that they're clean. Well, you, if you go out and you just rinse your car off after a rain with a hose, is it really, really clean? You got to think of it in that concept. You know, so you got to make sure that it's super, super clean. Uh, for All right. Uh, anybody else have any questions? I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, Mary. So when it comes to shoes, because every day your shoes are getting wet, what shoes do you use and do you have multiple so they can dry out? Well, you know, maybe it'll take a day or two before you can wear them again. Oh. Uh, Mark has his pair, uh, has a pair that he uses. I have a pair that I use. I'll tell you mine first. Um, I go out and I use um, some. Jennifer showing her boots up oh, there right now. Where are they at? Where are they at, Jen? Uh, I, hiking shoes. Um, something with a good tread on it, uh, it is going to be really, really good uh, for the roof. Okay, that's the whole idea is you don't want to be slipping off the roof. You don't want to be up on the roof with tennis shoes or anything else like that. There's Terry Lynn. Yeah, Terry Lynn has some. You can see the soles on the bottom. There's some that actually are, are thicker than that. Hiking boots I really like, uh, and I wear those. And um, you could pick some up at Big Five. Big Five has those for like 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, very, very cheap. You can get them as low as $30 for a brand new pair and uh you feel comfortable and you don't slide off of it and what have you mark has his own that he uses me, so me and that. my me and all my workers and my wife we get them from tractor supply i get the uh i i use the toddler boots because we're doing concrete running surface cleaners and all that so i get the neoprene boot with the rubber sole and the the rubber part of the boot i give them about a half a size bigger and i put a gel coating uh in uh insert in them yeah. because we're standing on concrete for hours at a time. So you put that extra little gel Dr. Uh, shells in there yeah. and they work great. Now I use them on the roof too because they're very soft and flexible. They're like a hiking boot. My wife, Precious, she's in here in the other office. She's got her pretty little uh, blue boots that she wears, but I like them a little bit taller because I don't want my pants to get wet. When your pants get wet, your socks get wet, now your feet's getting wet. Before you know it, you're going to end up getting blisters and everything else. So I wear a little bit taller boot. But in the solar panel cleaning world, all you need is about the uh, the shin high boots, somewhere along in there. 
that's all you need with solar panel paint. And depending on the type of equipment that you have, Mary, your 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 boots are not going to get like soaking wet like that. I mean, like especially if you've got like a like a the C one thousand with the with the splash guard or the J Racenstein with the splash guard, you're 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 really not your boots are not going to get like ridiculously wet unless you do something like you know, overfill your 100 gallon tank and all the water is like spilling out, excuse me, there's something, you know, silly like that I have done many a time. So, but you're not, you're not but it's, you're rarely going to get your feet to where it's like your boots are going to be like soaking wet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if any of you guys have any questions, feel free to ask uh, while we're here. Uh, we are on YouTube uh, live, just so you guys know. Um, but, um, you know, this is where we have our uh, Zoom meetings every other Wednesday, um, and uh, we, we talk about anything and everything. Sergeant Ringo, that's the boots I got right there, the uh, aerial boots. That's the ones that I've got, the neoprene ones. I'm reading the, the messages right now. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, if you have any questions, just unmute and ask away. Uh, for those of you who have not uh, heard yet, we are going to be starting our own podcast. Um, I, what are we naming our podcast anyway? The, the Two Bald Guys. Oh, man. The Two Bald Guys. <laughs> the Two Bald Guys. Oh, wait a minute. The Two Old Bald, bald Guys. I don't know. I got to go get my haircut to uh, um, make sure I get that done. Yeah. But yeah, we just want to we just want something funny and not be so serious. We want to be able to enjoy ourselves. And a lot of people take life too serious nowadays. Um, I've had, you know, things happen in my past, family, stuff like that. And you know, you get too involved in the day-to-day -day activity. It's like I tell my wife, my family, turn off the damn news. You don't need to watch the news because all it does is bring you down. You know, the world is crazy, everything going on out there nowadays. It's like downtown LA, they built that new bridge. You got hoodlums just tearing it up, graffitiing it every night. You know, it's just the world's crazy nowadays. So we just want to, you know, enjoy life, have fun, come out and talk to you guys, help you any way we can, and uh, try to release some tension and yeah. enjoy yourself a little bit. And we're going to do it right. You know, we, we're getting the set up right. We got somebody else coming out, helping us out tomorrow, getting everything set up. Yeah. So this is going to be our, uh, our our little studio here. A couple of banners throwing up and, yeah. uh, you know, um, professional equipment coming in. So, so uh, um, Henry, I know that you do a, you, you have a, you know, do different ways of marketing. And I know Mark probably, I think Mark told us he has a lot of word of mouth, but I was wondering, do you guys do, uh, Henry, do you do geofencing when you, for, as a marketing strategy, do you, have you tried geofencing and what did you think about it? If you have? Yeah, I, I have, um, if anything, you know, the most important thing for marketing and stuff, especially if you're going to go out there and, uh, upload your pictures and everything, I like to rename my pictures to keywords that are relative to what I'm doing. If it's solar panel cleaning, I will, before I upload anything, whether it's to Google My Business, to Yelp, or anything, I will change the name on that uh, and pretty much uh, that, that's very, very effective uh, when it comes to marketing and, and uh, you know, there you yeah. go. I got a couple of people that's chiming in right now. It's the scooter gear. 
So do you ever guarantee your customers that once the solar panels are being cleaned, that their productivity will increase and show proof? All you got to do is log on. I had a customer that bought a home. He says, Mark, I don't know, you know how my panels are working. I said, you call Edison. You download their app because they're going to do a printout because that power is going back to their grid. And you can get a you know download and you can see how much your panels are generating you know kilowatts because you're getting money for this and um you need to know this kind of stuff so whenever you buy the home you just need to find out who your, your power company is who your provider is and then figure out what app or you know log yeah. in and figure out what the panels are what what i do scooter mm -hmm. is um i don't guarantee anything because um that would be foolish what I will do is I will tell the customer, if you have an app, check the before, check the after, after we clean. And usually after we clean, there is always an increase because um, they're gonna just produce better. So it was same thing with bird pooping. You know, we don't go out there, nobody guarantees bird pooping. But I do sit there and say, look, if a pigeon gets underneath the panels and it's been a week or two, and we'll come back out for free and we'll remove it for you. You know, um, things do happen, but you know, as far as warranties and guarantees, uh, in this industry, there really isn't any um, other than, you know, they're calling you for a reason. They're calling you because their productivity is bad already. Right. And they're usually found out through their solar panel company who has told them, have you cleaned your solar panels? and that's how we get called we get called by um, them calling their uh, solar panel company first and then giving us a call and giving them prices on cleaning solar panels great question by the way lopez solar panel cleaning says hey henry greetings mark soon i will get to buy another rotary brush lake lake elsinore amazing machine awesome thank uh, you very much there lopez okay sergeant regal mark I understand you're running a business to make money, but how do you feel about someone building their own system? I would back it 110%, but the thing about it is when you're building that system, if you do not have the knowledge to know how to install everything, you may shoot yourself in the foot. It's like me. Whenever we buy an engine and the pump, the pump has a little bypass hose on it. It goes right back to the pump. But when you're out there in the solar panel world, you can't let that engine set and run. By the time you go up to the house and climb up the ladder and get up there and get ready to go, your pump is already overheating. The way I build my skids is I do the bypass hose back to the water tank. So you got all that nice, cool water circulating through your pump. That way you don't burn your pump up. So there's tricks at how we build these things, Sergeant Ringo. Uh, if you have the knowledge and you're very knowledgeable about pressure washing systems and how to do this stuff, by all means, if you can save a buck, go go do it. But I do pass the savings on to my customers because I buy stuff in quantity. Um, I've got customers telling me that they're going out there trying to price everything and it's six, seven thousand dollars just to get the same components that I get that I can sell for much less. And don't you sell your brushes cheaper than Jay Racing? I even sell my brushes cheaper than Jay Racing because I buy in quantity, and they know it. Go. I told them I was going to beat their prices. So they don't care, they're getting sales from me and they don't care. And as a matter of fact, they're actually sending you know, customers my way because I keep brushes in inventory. They don't, Yeah. and they have to come from Italy. So every time I place an order, 
As soon as that order gets here, I place another order. By the time I've done got those brushes sold, my next one's already here. So I'm nonstop doing orders to where I'm not like other people out here that sell brushes that wait for you to come and place an order, then you're four, six, eight weeks out waiting for a brush. Well, you're trying to work now. Yeah. You come to me, I give you a brush when you come get your equipment. I always say this, you know, you get what you pay for. <laughs> you got professionals out there and you have amateurs out there. If you want to go and, and, and get your stuff built by an amateur, go for it. If you want your stuff built by a professional, go for it. You're going to pay for it. You know, and, and this is all about business. Business is about making money. If you're not making money, your business is not going to be uh, last very long. So, you know, that question right there is a great question, but um, you get what you pay for and you have to make sure that you go to the professionals and make sure that you get a system that you can rely on. The worst feeling is to go out there to a customer, a commercial building, wherever, and it doesn't start for any reason because you may have gotten something that just didn't work. And you want to make sure that your stuff is well built and not going to give you problems in the long run. Regal reply back says, I only asked because money's extremely tight right now. Uh, if I had the money, uh, can't read it. If I had the money, no doubt I'd buy your skid right now. And no, I get that, but I, I can't tell you how many customers I've had come in this shop with equipment that somebody told them that this is what you got to have. And it was the wrong pump, the wrong PSI, if the little throwaway pumps, or they sold them something that was way too powerful for these brushes to run. Uh, and then I tell them, I hope you got your receipt, take that piece of equipment back and get your money back. Because, you know, you got people that will try to sell you everything through the kitchen sink. We don't do that around here. Yeah. I turn down customers trying to buy stuff all the time. If you don't need it, don't buy it. If I tell you this is what you need to you know, run this piece of equipment, I'm telling you for a reason, that's what you need. I'm not gonna sell you something that you don't need. So um, there's shady people out there that will take you to the cleaners. That's not what I'm about. No, not at all. And I can vouch for that. I mean, the thing is this man right here has grown a business and there's a reason why he grew this business exactly the same as me. You know, I am getting known in the solar panel industry and um, it's not because uh, of me, it's because of the equipment I had. The equipment that I had, I actually purchased from this man several years ago. And to this day, it still runs great. I, every single time that I go out on a job, I can pull that crank and it'll start right up and I'll finish that job and back to the next one. You gotta keep that, that going. If you cannot keep your equipment going, you are not making money. And somebody else would take that from right underneath you if you're out, if you're out of business. Now you got people out there that will sell you cheap equipment and still charge you the retail price. I sell you everything top name brand, real craft hose rules, Honda engines, AR pumps, Ronco tanks. All of my skids are aluminum so they don't rust. Uh, two strand hose so that it'll last you a lot longer. Uh, stainless steel fittings. Everything I put on there is top name brand and it's going to last you a long time. So I don't, I don't deviate that because back years ago when I started in the industry, I didn't know. I used to be a hard hat diver. So everything in the diving world, we bought top name brand. Kirby Morgan, Superlight 17 dive pads, all our cameras, everything else. But when I got into the pressure washing world, back then I didn't know the difference between a cap pump and an air pump and 
you know, general pump and all them. I didn't know the difference until I got out there and I started using them. I only sell AR pumps. AR pumps are just bulletproof. They last you a long time. We got rebuild kits for them. They're easy to rebuild. And I don't, they're not a throwaway pump. So I got people that would go to Home Depot and buy a DWAP pressure washer, but it's 4,000 PSI and four gallons per minute. Well, it's this little bitty aluminum pump. And when it goes down, you take it off, you throw it in the trash, order another one, put a new one on it, because you can't rebuild them. So that's what I call a throwaway pump. But, you know, when we build stuff, we build it to last you a long time. And we pass the savings on to you. We don't charge retail for these, for these kids right. or for the brushes either. So. Right. Awesome. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask. That's why we're here. And yeah, I've got a, go I've ahead. Got a um, I've got a solar farm that uh, I'm putting a bid in on. They got like 21,000 panels. And I've seen prices for as low as 75 cents a panel up to a dollar or 50 a panel. If you're using the Jay Racenstein brush or brushes, what can you expect to do as far as production per day with those brushes? Um, I'm gonna just, this is just my experience, but it's in the average around 900 panels per day. Per person. Per person. Is that a two-man crew? Oh, one man. One crew. man. One man. Okay. Now, if they're ground mounts and you're and you're uh, doing it, whether it's C1000 or the J. Racenstein brush, uh, it's 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 the same. Uh, it's roughly around 900 panels a day. It just depends on how long you want to work, but um, you know your heat exhaustion is going to get you before that brush uh, goes out. If you're going to bid this job, you better make sure you can do it at nighttime. Yeah. Seventy-five cents a panel. You've seen people charging seventy-five cents per panel. Yeah, there, there's there's guys out there that charge fifty cents per panel. Yeah. They don't last very long because no. they're, they're not making any money. No, at they're all. shooting or stepping a foot. Not at all. No. It, the the minimum for that many panels would be a dollar twenty-five a panel, but a dollar fifty is where it should be at. Yeah. If anything more than that. Yeah. Yeah, because you uh, you'll be working for nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Boy, that's the thing. Like when people come and try to undercut that price, like you know, when you have people when they say they'll clean uh, they'll clean solar panels for less than a hundred dollars. I think we've seen somebody who had a special and it was like sixty dollars, and I was like, uh, you can have that. You go ahead and have well, that job. You know, Terry Lynn. I mean, this this is a good example of of why people give me a call. They will give me a call because two other guys went out there and couldn't finish a job. I had big, big corporations that I had done uh, over 6,000 panels, you know, 10,000 panels that I had to go out and clean because these guys quit in the middle of the job. They didn't have the right equipment for one. And the second thing is they, they just bid on a job too low, that was too much. So when they called us, we we had the right equipment. We actually got that. It was going to take them. They gave them a bid for for eight days to complete the job. We completed it with our equipment in two days. Done. And it's a learning curve for everybody. It's a learning yeah. curve for the people that you know shortchange and underbid it. And it's also a learning curve curve for the customers. Now they wanted to go with the cheapest person. Well, you got what you paid for. Now you got to call somebody else that's a professional 
that's going to charge you a fair price to go out there and do the job and do it right. So then they learn, and then guess what? That is a long-term customer now. Yeah. They will always call you back, and then they will promote you and pass your name on to other, other people as well. Right. So that's how you gain your business. It's okay to throw that price out there and lose that job. If you lose that job, you'll get called back because the people that are charging 50, 75 cents a panel, they, they're going to get frustrated. It's going to be too damn hot for them. They're going to get burnt out and it's going to start costing them money. They're going to make no money. Yeah. You tell me anybody going to go out there and work for free or take money out of their pocket for fuel and to work and not get paid. They'll quit. Right. And that's what happens. Try charging them prices for bird proofing or anything else where you're up on the roof for hours. You know, there's guys out there that will charge peanuts for bird proofing and then they'll never do it again. You'll never see them again. Because well, remember when I learned, I learned my lesson the hard way. Remember, Jen, when I underpriced that, like one of our first bird proofing jobs and, and, um, and Henry was like, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna, that's a good lesson that you learned because a two story and I really underpriced that job. And let me tell you never, ever, ever again, that was a good lesson that I learned. And I, that sometimes I learned by my own mistakes, but, um, that, that, you know, and it, and really was a good lesson because once I, once I got up there and did the job and we got down and, and, um, yeah, I was like, hell to the naw ever. <laughs> Yeah. I got something to ask everybody listening right now. Me and Henry's been talking about this. I get tired of people overcharging people for product. So I have started doing my research and I've done it for my company for all the parts that I use to you know, build the skids and everything else. I'm thinking about buying bird proofing in mass quantity to pass the savings on to you guys. Is this something that you guys think that you might be interested in? Yes, sir. All right. Because it's it's really it's really weird, you know, because on Amazon you just, you know, um, you could find bird proofing that's cheaper we have, but I don't like it, but it is cheaper and, and we'll it's fine. Get, yeah, we'll get but, quality bird proofing right. the coating on it and the good fasteners and everything. But I've got right. a warehouse out here. You've been to my warehouse, Terry Lynn. Yeah, got racking and everything else, and I'm thinking about starting to buy it by the pallet and yeah. stock it and have it in here, and then that way, if you guys, um, I just talked to the distributor today and uh, gave him my business license and give him a resale license and uh, see if we can become distributors. Um, but it's the best equipment out here in the U.S. Uh, instead of ordering the products from overseas, uh, I've been ordering a lot of products from Amazon. Uh, and I've been sending it right back just because it's so cheap and I can't put that on a customer's roof. That would be a disservice to the customer. So uh, we're talking to them. We're going to get and hopefully, you know, get the distributorship to where we can start carrying a couple of pallets here and uh, resell them and sell them, you know, to you guys. And uh, that way you have them and, and you'll know you'll have good quality uh, products. So I would, we would definitely be interested in that. And, um, if they could find a better solution to the J hooks. So we, I know you, we use the, we use J hooks for the solar panels with the, what are they called? The, the fascia board, the, the little lip, the J hooks work for us in order to get the mesh are to stay in there. The nylon snips? Are you talking about, uh, so you know how the solar panels have that lip on it, that just that, that, um, 
oh, oh, cosmetic oh, lip. Cosmetic guard, yeah. Yes. So if so, the J hooks and I hate J hooks, but mind you, I hate J hooks. They're so annoying to me. But we use those to to clip the mesh to the to the that bash that board that cosmetic lip, and it works fine. You just have to get the right angle and then get it on there real yeah. tight. So if you guys, so yeah, so long story short, Mark, if you if you start um, you know selling mesh and clips, we would definitely. I know me and Jeff, we would definitely be happy with that. Oh yeah, I, I got an answer to your solution there. Uh, so, yeah, so just give me a call afterwards. I'll tell you easier way to get that done, uh, and it will save you a headache. Uh, Instead of using the J hooks. Yeah, that's correct. Is it doesn't require drilling, right? Yes, it does. I don't want to drill. But you know what? It's cosmetic. It's not the actual panel. You will not. You will not void the warranty on solar panels for cosmetic. We have called major companies on this, ask those questions, does not void the warranty on it. Not okay. a cosmetic piece. On a cosmetic piece, it will not, um, if you drill into that, you'll be fine. Okay, but, we'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that. Maybe we can do that in a Zoom. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, but yeah, we've been doing it and it works perfectly fine, great and you'd be saving yourself a big headache by not using the J-hooks for that. Yeah, I hate I hate those J-hooks. I love the nylon, the black nylon ones, yeah. clips. Those work perfect. The, uh, whoever made J-hooks is uh, the devil. They, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But um, uh, it lasts much longer than the plastic J-hooks. Uh, the plastic J-hooks, they're not plastic, they're nylon, Sergeant Ringo. And uh, the nylons actually last quite a bit. Um, they're, they're, they're pretty good. But uh, we do have and we do carry uh, the aluminum hooks with the aluminum backing on it. I do carry that. And um, those are really, really good also. So all right, great, guys. Uh, great questions. And I, I like the Zoom. Uh, you guys are really asking quite a bit of good questions. and. Uh, how many of you are just getting into the business and if you have are looking at into this business what what is your biggest obstacle uh, if I can ask you that or why you're not getting into this business anybody Mary yeah, my, my biggest obstacle was actually finding insurance Insurance. Uh, I'm in Kansas City area. Are you in California? No. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. And uh, I was I was able to finally locate uh, an insurance company that would cover solar washing. And uh, it's, it's under window cleaning. That's, yeah, that's what the insurance is. It's under window cleaning. Okay. So don't let them try to charge you for what I do because I'm a marine insurance and pressure washing. So that's a lot more money than a window cleaning. Yeah. So yeah, that's what you want to get a, a window cleaning cover solar panel. And make sure you're looking at commercial insurance. Right. Uh, commercial insurance, you want to have no less than a $2 million policy for commercial uh, general liability. Auto insurance, auto commercial insurance, a no less than a $1 million policy because a lot of these commercial uh, accounts 
are going to require that. That is their minimum requirement, yeah. especially here in California. I can't speak of where you live, but here uh, the minimum for general liability is going to be two million, and auto is going to be one million for commercial insurance. And make sure you get commercial insurance. Yeah, I, I have the commercial insurance on everything. It was the liability I couldn't couldn't get covered, um, okay. and that was that was odd. I couldn't believe it because. Uh, I have another company called uh, Stone Creek Masonry, and so we do masonry work. We're up on roofs all the time, working on chimneys and various things. And by some odd coincidence, I came across one of your uh, videos there, Henry, and I uh, got to thinking, I thought, well, I got a soft wash machine, and yeah. we got lots of solar starting to come in in this area. And I thought, I don't know of anybody that cleans solar panels and i talked to a buddy of mine that actually does the installs on them sells the the unit he says i don't know of anybody either so i thought this is like you know a gold mine i think so that's that's what we're we're getting into but i was surprised because i talked to my agent and he said oh yeah that's no problem i think so he checked and they he said no the underwriters will not absolutely will not cover you and i said why he said because it's a new thing i said it's not a new thing they do it they do it all over the country. No, they're covered okay. under the solar panel cleaning. Basically, is covered under window washing and go under window washing. You'll be covered for that. Most companies do understand um, because that it is not there. No license is required uh, for solar panel cleaning because you're not doing any type of manufacturing or or mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's just clean. Mm -hmm. So um, you really don't need that especially here in california um but there is a lot of misconception a lot of misinformation going around and uh you know people scaring other people at, and and but you know i was able to get my business license uh without any type of uh, special license and if a uh a city or a county is willing to give you that they obviously know their homework and they they've done their homework so well, I remember because when we first started, we kind of had the same problem here in Las Vegas, only because, like you said, it was like it's not like a it's an, it's not an industry that the underwriters knew of. So they didn't even have a designation to put us under. And even when we ended up um, after getting audited, I didn't know that you get audited for workman's comp insurance because we have workman's comp insurance um, that. Uh, our insurance company put us under the wrong designation and we got refunded because they put us under the wrong designation. So you do have to really like you like this whole industry is educating. It's almost like you have to educate the customers, educate yourself, educate the people that you, the vendors that you deal with, because even the 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 auditor who came out to audit our books for our yearly audit, he was like, um, I've never heard of this before. And so, and that's usually what I get all the time is people who are like, they didn't know that they needed to have it done, or they didn't, they've never heard of solar panel cleaning. And then when you explain it to them, it makes it, oh, and then it's like a light bulb. They're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But literally it's like, it's, it's just, it's educating all across the board. So I, I, I agree with you with that whole thing with, the, we got insured, it was cool, but we had, we had the same issue with the what you know, never heard of that designation. Oh, what do you do? What do, well, do you actually install the solar panels? Like, no, you have to explain to them, educate them on what you do. And right. then they, then they get it. Then, then they have to explain it to the underwriters and then they get it. It's, 
So it's all about educating. Right, and the, and the big, the big uh, thing is educating your customers, educating them to make sure that, you know, they know exactly how their solar panels are gonna perform, you know, how they're gonna perform when they're dirty, when they're clean, and why they should be clean. And this is why we're in business. This is, this is why uh, a lot of the solar panel companies are not cleaning their own solar panels because they'd rather make much more money by going out there and selling you a system than educating you. A lot of them won't even tell you that they need to be clean because if they told you that they needed to be clean, they could be losing a $40,000 sale because somebody's going to think about it, go, well, wait a minute, I got to change the oil in my car uh, twice a year and I got to clean solar panels every six months. Oh, um, and then they, and then in their head, it's more money, more money and more money. This is why they're taught not to go out there. And I shouldn't say taught. Uh, this is why they're not educating people on why their solar panels should be clean. And as soon as we clean them, guess what? Production is right back up where it is. So um, Aloha Solar Panel Cleaning says Aloha. Uh, Major Ken says, I've got lots of equipment, but need to get started. I need my business license and insurance. I also need to figure out advertising. Major Ken, I have a blueprint that tells you what to do step by step by step. If you just take a look at that blueprint, uh, it will tell you exactly what you do, how, how we advertise. I advertise one way, Mark advertises another way. I pay for my advertising, Mark gets his free. Um, so there's different ways to advertise and uh, just how you want to go out there and do it. But if you're not, if you don't have the knowledge, look at the blueprint and follow that blueprint. If you have any questions, you give me a call and I will go ahead and uh, help you through that. And if it's not there, I will add it into the blueprint if it's you know uh, worth me adding into. So- um, And don't fall for the guys calling you saying they can put you on the front page of Google. Don't fall for that. Don't I, fall for that. Right, we get so many phone calls a day, it's unreal. I tell them people are pound rocks. So, yeah. Uh, Sergeant Wrinkle says, and all this time I lived in Central California, I've never seen anyone cleaning panels, crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, listen, uh, the, the first thing I do is I tell people who are interested in this business, go out and just look around your community. Look at how many solar panels are filthy. And that will tell you this business needs cleaners, okay? Do me another favor. Google solar panel cleaning near me. Find out how many solar panel cleaners are in your area. If you have nobody in your area, guess what? That's a gold mine for you, okay? That right there should open up your eyes because you will get phone call after phone call after phone call if you do it right. If you go out there and set up your business the correct way. And if you do that, your phone is going to be ringing. As soon as you advertise on Google, guess what? You're open to the internet and you're wide open. Guys, I tell this to everybody. Since COVID, I was all about pressure washing and I do a little build here and there for people. And then when COVID hit, 
so many people were sitting at home, they were getting these little checks and they had a little bit extra money. And they're like, well, what can I do with my life? Because I can't go back to work right now. So I had people call me, says, you know, I've been thinking about this. I'm looking into it right here, proof in the pudding, Henry. He says, you know what? I'm thinking about getting in solar panels, but I need, you know, I need, you know, the system. So I started building these kids. And Adam, since the beginning of COVID, I started keeping my customers in different group categories for like auto detailers, window cleaners, uh, pressure washers, solar panel cleaners. My solar panel cleaners are skyrocketing. They blow them out the market because they are out there making money. So if you watch my social media, say, here's the latest entrepreneur, Terry Lynn and Jeff Lewis from Las Vegas. They just got their you know, skid and here's their Celotech C1000. They're going back to Vegas and they'll get their business started. They got a friend and competitor, Ivan, that lives up there. He started watching us, following us. Sure enough, he come down here and got him a skid. He's killing it. I have so many, so much good feedback with the people that are you know, doing this because they were scared. A lot of people are scared to take a chance to go out there and do it. You don't have to just quit your day job and go full force in this. Go out there and start doing a few evening jobs or doing a few weekend jobs until you start seeing it grow, but all of a sudden it's going to blow up in your face. We're not making this up. If you put just a little bit of effort into this, your business will flourish. On, my, on, my, on the podcast, our first podcast, uh, I, I, I said this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to tell how I got into this business and how successful I was uh, in this business. Now, I'm just going to tell you guys right here on YouTube and everywhere else. When I when I stopped my business or I quit my business or my work, my job, and started my business, the first week, the first week I made ten thousand dollars because I was able to concentrate on my business and it took off ever since so this business right here i when i started this and i advertised myself on google i didn't even have a skid yet i didn't even have my equipment and i had people calling me and i was setting up jobs a month down the road just to get the business and said, let me call you guys back. I'll get you guys back here in about two weeks in a month. I scheduled them and said I was really busy. Started scheduling them and got my skid and I was off to work. And that's how fast it grew for me. And so ever since then, it's like I can do quite a bit of money every single month and just uh, money that I couldn't make on a full-time job working 40, 50 hours. I'd make double, triple that just in this business alone. Yeah. And, and that was me just concentrating on solar panel cleaning. And Rick, Rick and myself, we kind of said, we're not going to be doing windows. We're not going to be bird proof. No, we're not going to do that. Guess what? That's the main source of our business now. Bird proofing, window cleaning, solar panel cleaning, commercial cleaning you know, power uh, 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 gutters, you know, we're not into, you know, power washing yet or what have you, because if I did that, we'd run myself thin. So I'll give you a quick little story. I'll make it short. When I got into this business, I used to also be in the trucking industry. So I went out and wanted to buy a pressure washing system with a burner 
to keep all of our yard trucks, our diesel trucks, and our trailers clean. So I, I had 28 yard trucks, 32 day cab diesel trucks, and 315 trailers. So I bought the system to keep our stuff clean. The guy that I bought it from, he says, dude, why don't you get in the pressure washing business? I'm like, ah, there ain't no money in that. Well, he started throwing me jobs. Literally before I knew it, it blew up in my face. All you're doing is pushing dirt from left to right, and you come back a month later and go back from right back to left. You're just moving dirt. And it, 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 I didn't realize what it was about. But my wife wanted me to quit my day job that was salary, insurance, everything. And I was scared to, but I was still moonlighting in the weekdays I'd go work out at night, and on weekends I worked all weekend. And it grew so much where I brought one person in to help me you know, manage the jobs. And then a couple of years after that, the company I was working for, luckily they went out of business and they forced me out the door. And I was already making almost double what I was making in the industry, pressure washing. So I was very comfortable. And, you know, that's what really pushed me to where I'm at now. You know, that's why I was telling other people, like, you know, if you're not, if you're worried, and you just want to moonlight and just get your feet wet and start building your clientele up and then quit your day job, I did it. You know, but you know, a lot of people are scared to go full force right away. Um, solar panel business, from my experience right now, don't be scared to go full force right away. No, I, I tell you, that's the only way to go. Yeah. That's the only way to go is full force. If you think that you're only going to work weekends and that's it, you're crazy. If you want to sit there and say, oh, I'm just going to work the weekends and do this as part-time, not going to happen. They're going to call you. That phone is going to ring off the hook and they're going to want you to clean it tomorrow. But then you're struggling to go to work during the day and, and trying to schedule this job. In. It's not oh, for you. Maybe I'll go on my lunch break. I'll right. run my lunch break, knock this customer's job out real quick. No, this, that shit ain't gonna fly. No, this industry is <laughs> not for you if you think that you're going to do that because what's going to happen is going to slap you in the face and yeah. you're going to sit there and you're going to go, um, my phone is ringing 10 times a day. 12 times, 20 times a day, people calling for quotes. Then you're going to know how serious this industry is when it comes to cleaning. We don't have enough solar panel cleaners. Like Mark said, that, that it grew tremendously. Do, am I scared of my competition here in Los Angeles? Absolutely not. You know what? You can have it. You can do it. My phone still rings 10 times a day. I've got Even customers more. that call me when I do a post, the latest entrepreneur, they're in Fresno. I got my Fresno people say, no, they're taking my jobs away from me. I'm like, you DAs, there's over 62 million people in California. You can't clean everybody's house. No. Calm down. Terry Lynn's the same thing when I've been, you know, got here. She's like, no, he's going to Vegas. Not, not, not really, not yeah, really. Because Ivan called me and we we talked it out and you know he asked me some questions we we chopped it up. I don't consider I really don't consider anybody our competition. Yeah. I mean yeah. we because because there like you said there are so many homes out here. Homes are being developed with solar panels on them all over the place. And guess and, what? You're out there in the desert and in three months it's time to really clean them again. Right, right. And and we went, we went, we, my, me and my husband, we went all in next, next month will be one year that we started this business. And even after one year, it still was, I still feel like the very best thing we could have ever done after being at our jobs for me, 20 years, my husband, 15 years, four kids, a house note, 
car notes and everything like the best thing that we could have ever done because this industry is so new and people need this service. And even if they don't need it, that's what we're there for is to educate them on the need. And once they see the need, they, they're they're 100% all in and, and they, they, they know it. We have someone who called, and this is a, this is a good testament to the knowledge that Henry's gonna will give you about advertising. We have someone who called Tesla and was like, you know, solar panels not producing, blah blah blah. What should I do? And so Tesla went on Google, and and the representative went on Google and Google solar panel cleaning Las Vegas, and we came up first because we had the the best reviews. And we have the most reviews. And that's because Henry, because every time we do a job, we ask people to, to, to you know, can you give us a review, review on Google? And we shoot them the link and a text message and they go on there. And so the lady was like, I actually got your number from Tesla. And I was like, Tesla? And she was like, yeah, he Googled solar panel cleaning in Las Vegas, told me I need to get my panels clean. And you guys came up with the best reviews. And so he said, call them. So for anybody who's starting out there and it's like, how do I advertise? When you first start working, get those reviews. Ask those people if they could just go on. Do you do Google reviews? Yes. Can I shoot you a link and you do a review for us? Yes. And they and they usually they will, especially when they're happy. They'll shoot, they'll do that review. And as that builds up, it just looks you're just organically growing on Google. And that's the best free advertising out there for for us. And we get a lot of our business from Google. But like I we we of course we keep track of our competitors. You know, we got to see what y'all over there doing, what you you yeah. know, what's your website. But but are we afraid? No, I'm not afraid. This it, no. the industry it's too big. It's too big. No, it's too big, and there's there's um, there's always room for for growth. Um, let me see. Sergeant Ringo says I live in the farmland and dairy land of California, so there's plenty of dirt going on around here. You're probably up there close to Fresno, Bakersfield, uh, in that area, I would imagine. Uh, Major Ken. When do you clean panels in the summer on residential houses? Does heat and water affect the panels when they are hot? Um, that we clean solar panels all day long. If it's 105 degrees, we're cleaning solar panels. Uh, you got to remember, we're not throwing ice cold water on hot solar panels. Usually when we have 100 gallon tanks, and those 100 gallon tanks right there is outside temperature or close to it. By the time that it goes through the hose and everything else, uh, it's pretty warm when it hits the solar panels anyway. Yeah. So you're not going to crack or break or, you know, there's not a specific time where you should not be cleaning solar panels. And I will tell you this, you will be burnt out of heat exhaustion before those, uh, you do any damage to those panels. Uh, they're rated pretty high and uh, they can withstand a lot of heat and uh, a, a lot of cold temperatures. So, um, like I said, you're not going out there and, you know, throwing ice cold buckets of water on solar panels. Even if you have a hose, same thing, you're spraying it on, it's going to be the same effect. Okay. No, Just so you know. Not at all. I got one question there. That's about the 4.0. Okay, uh, Sergeant Ringo says, Mark, does your 4.0 skid push out enough water to use a surface cleaner? The, the pressure washers that I build for the solar panel cleaner, 
They can go all the way up to 3,000 PSI. They're rated at 2,500 PSI. They're three gallons per minute. So if you got a surface cleaner, like a little 12 inch one that you want to do a little tile for the backyard or whatever, and you have a 1.5 tip on each side, that's three gallons per minute, it can run that. If you're going to run a surface cleaner and you're wanting to clean concrete, Sergeant Mingo, you've got to use a pressure washer with a burner. You've got to have hot water to clean concrete. People don't realize grease coagulates with cold water. Gum hardens with cold water. You've got to have hot water to break gum down, break oil down, and run a surface cleaner. So if you're going to run a surface cleaner with cold water, you're not going to be doing much cleaning. There you go. That's good, good advice because a lot of people don't have a burner and they just go out there and figure, oh, I'm just going to pressure wash and I'm good. Well, you know, you're not, you're not hitting 100% of, of what you should be hitting. Um, all right, guys. Well, you know what? Uh, if you guys don't have any more questions, we are going to call this uh, evening and we appreciate everybody coming on. Uh, once again, we are going to be doing our podcast. We're going to be new to podcasting. What Mark and myself are going to be doing is we are going to um, be doing a live YouTube broadcast while we're doing our podcasting. So if anybody has any questions, they can feel free to ask us uh, when we are podcasting, just like at this arena right here. I think it's pretty good. We can answer a lot of questions. And whether you're a customer, whether you are getting into the business, uh, feel free to ask. And uh, thank you guys for coming on. Feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel and Mark's YouTube channel. Um, and uh, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. With that being said, we are going to call it a night. And we will see you Zoom members in two weeks. And um, Sergeant Ringle says, what is the podcast? channel we are going to be discussing that um with tomorrow with the tomorrow with, with with tomorrow with the guy who's going to be helping us set that up right i will do a i'm going to get Taylor, my social media editor we're going to do a video for me and for henry we're going to put it on both of all of our channels our youtube facebook and instagram we'll let you know the names the links everything you need to know once we have everything together. And like I said, to everybody that's listening right now, that's following us, that's going to start following us, we're going to tell you this every podcast. If there's something that you see that you like to know, like if it takes me to go out in the shop and show you how to prime a pressure washer, or if you want me to know how to coil a hose up, or if you guys got ideas, you want us to actually do some hands-on stuff, all you got to do is submit it. Let us know. Not the day of the podcast, but you know, let us know ahead of time. And we can say, all right, you know, Jerry Lynn from Las Vegas, she's asking us to go out there to show us, you know, how to install a, a DI tank. All right, we're going to go out there and show you how to install a DI tank. That would be video podcasting also. Yeah. Hey, Mary, write this down, 702. Uh, hold on, hold on, you're live on YouTube. Oh, that's my business number. It's okay. okay. No 702 702-982-9136. That's my phone number. It's our business number. You can call, text if you have any questions you want to ask me, or if you, you know, just woman to woman. If you want to, if you haven't, you know, just I, I have no problem with with helping you out. I feel like I'm gonna have a question about two o'clock in the morning. Can I call you? Yeah. You're not gonna get an answer until about six o'clock, but you can call me whenever you want to. Oh yeah, uh, you be like me. I get crazy phone calls. I get some. 
I had one guy call me one morning. He, he was really out there. And after I hung up, I looked at my wife. I said, dude, he must have been tweaking. He was out there trying to crank his Home Depot pressure washer up and won't crank. Want to know, could he bring it to my shop and I fix it? He says, well, you, it says on your website, you're open 24-7. I said, pressure washing 24-7. Business hours, 7.30 to 3.30 every day. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I get stupid phone calls. <laughs> uh, Mark? Mark uh, tomorrow says, will there be a template you post for super duper fans to use when doing commercial? Yes. Uh, you just tell me, Mark, just send me a private message. Let me know what you want to know, oh, and we'll put that on there. He is on here, Taylor. Yeah. Says Mark Taylor, y'all wrong, y'all. I know. Ian's mad at you because you called him Ivan, because you know how people will just mess up your name. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Uh, and you know they just mess up your name. Yeah, it's all good. I know who you are, dude. I know who you are. He didn't put a whole V in your name, sir. <laughs> all right. With that being said, guys, we appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you very much for watching us here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Mark's uh, YouTube channel and my YouTube channel, and we will keep you posted on the podcasting coming up real soon. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. And we'll see you guys right, on the next one. Have a good one. All right.